You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Uh, we just finished the first episode of the five-night event for CW called Crisis on Infinite Earths involving all of the CWDC characters. This is a co-podcast of uh, Imagine If and Televised Heroics put together. And so it's got me, myself, Mitch, and... Chris is here from Imagine If. That's right. We're, we're, we're doing this together so we can have a pretty cool well-rounded version of what we saw tonight and what uh what we can expect and how it relates back to the original 1985 event of crisis on infinite earths yeah so it's exciting to i i cheat i come around for the yearly events whenever they do that on the tv shows and i have to say they're fantastic. What was it last year was Elseworlds, correct? Correct. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, and I do appreciate that they do a job of making it so you can jump in. Mm-hmm. You know, you can jump in, you can watch the event and enjoy it. I just can't wait till they start selling them on Blu-ray or <laughs> DVD or whatever. I mean, let's hope that they actually do that at some point. I hope so. Like, I, I guess the idea is that because of whatever deal they have with the CW that Warner Brothers does, like they aren't able to, like, I guess the CW has the deal with Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers has the deal with CW that neither one of them can just sell it as a separate entity on DVD. And that's just ridiculous. That's just <laughs> dumb. That's that's completely yeah. dumb. It's no. just, I imagine that's the same reason why you can't have the CW shows on the DC Universe app. Like You Probably, would think yeah. you'd want to have those shows there. You'd think so. I mean, that would be more attraction to go and watch and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it's, it's okay. The foreign market sells that stuff, so I just buy it and I make my own disc and stick it in there and I've got beautiful production artwork and <laughs> halfway there. There you go. So... Uh, let's talk about the first thing we saw. We saw a cameo of a bunch of different Earths. Yes, the opener. I mean, I think even before they showed the title logo, you know, yeah, they just started true. bouncing around. And, you know, what was the first person we saw? Was it Knox, right? Yeah. So uh, the actor Robert Wool, who played Knox in the 1989 Batman with Michael Keaton, he's he has the newspaper open on Earth 89 that says... <laughs> uh, uh, Batman think, captures the Joker. Yeah, Batman captures the Joker. And he, he puts it, as the skies turn red, he puts the... Newspaper down says, come on, big guy, I hope you're out there, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so there's the nod to the 1989 Tim Burton Batman. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, going into this, we have heard that there was going to be the newspaper. Like, you're going to see Michael Keaton in the yeah, newspaper. we're going to see Batman, or Bruce Wayne, yeah, Bruce, Selena Kyle. Yeah. So we know we've got another. I think that was neat, um, because you're right. With that newspaper that we're talking about right now, with the marriage, that means we're going to have, I guess, a Batman Returns cameo. There you go. That's right. So it's not just just the 89 movie, and it's going to be more to it. So I thought that was cool. Um, I, I appreciate it. Like, I, I've got to say... Whoever is behind Warner Brothers Television, 
and not even just television, but the movies. They've done this before. They've had a great history of that, like going all the way back to Superman 1978, the movie. Um, the scene where Clark Kent's running across or running with the train mm. and the little girl looks, so the little girl is Lois Lane. And her mom is actual Lois Lane from the, the 1940s serials. The one uh, with the... Uh, Mill, I think it was the okay. name or something like that. Yeah, from... Uh, I think it was Kirk Allen, and then it later on became George Reeves. Right. Uh, George Reeves. Oh, man, I always mix it up. It's Christopher, Christopher Reeve, Reeve and, and then, George yeah, Reeves. So George yeah. Reeves. Uh, so she was the original Lois Lane. So that's cool that they've been doing that traditionally. Or not always, but I mean, they've been making but sure something, yeah. to, you know, to nod back to their fellows. Um like even something uh, Superman Returns, the original Jimmy Olsen, he popped up in that movie as well. That's right. And, and then you have Jimmy's the, uncle or something. Like yeah, that. and you have Jimmy Olsen from that movie, the the nineteen seventy eight uh, movie showing up in Justice League. Bat- I think well, was it Justice well, yeah. League or Batman? Well, one no, no, two. you're right. It was okay. Justice League. Justice yeah, it was League. a guard. I think. Or yeah, he was like the that. prison guard. So yeah, there was a. They always have that that nod, and I guess that's that's the great thing. That's the great thing about it to have those those nods. Um, uh, Earth sixty six is a nod to Batman sixty six. Yes, uh, the Adam West Burt Ward show, and that's who we got. We got Burt Ward walking uh, Ace the Bat Dog. Yeah, holy. Uh, what was it? Holy Crimson Skies of Death, Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, obviously, this is a much much older boy wonder. Uh, but a man wonder, <laughs> so to speak. But uh, yeah, that was a nice little nod. That's the that's the promotional picture that we saw that they put out. Like, the, yeah, hey, the, Burt Ward's going to be in here. Stuff, yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't. I wonder if he's going to be involved in it more. I'm not sure. You know, those. I feel like. I think they were just nice little like it's kind of like when they do that in the comics when they draw a quick panel. I think that's the extent of it. Like, yeah, I don't think Burt Ward's going to come in and have anything outside of it. Um, even with. Um, Oh, the gentleman you you named him, and I just know him as Knox. I don't think yeah, Robert Wool. Yeah, no. I don't think he'll be coming in for more. So that's cool that they you know made a nice easy cameo for him. There, they could come in and say something that's very catchphrasable to them and play along. So I think that's really neat. Uh, then we had Earth X, which was two crossovers ago. It was Crisis on Earth yes, X? The Ray. Yeah, we had the Ray show up. So uh, not not necessary. I don't know if they got the actor to come back or not, or if they just used some footage from that crossover before. Uh, but you saw his earth being consumed, and, or at least know, the red skies, I guess. And if I remember correctly, that um, that ray, you know, that makes Joe Quesada happy because he's the co-creator of. Oh, the, really? The, yeah, that next generation of ray. Okay, uh, so that's pretty uh, wild. I, I missed the earth that the Titans were on. So this is the Titans that's on DC Universe, the DC Universe app. You saw Hawk, and you saw. Jason Todd Robin, uh, as they looked up into the sky and the sky was turning red. Are, what are they, those actors? Their names: Curran Walters and Alan Richson. Yes. Okay, then they were Earth. They're credited as Earth Nine. Earth Nine. Okay, I wonder why significance of nine. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay, but so there you go. Earth Nine showed up. Um, there was rumors that that and actually, sorry, uh, Robert Wool, right? That was uh, that's Knox. Mm-hmm. So that's credited as Earth fifty six. I thought it said six. Uh, no, uh, it's eighty nine. Would have eighty nine. Well, the thing I'm looking at here, so I don't know. I mean, I eighty nine makes sense for the number that it was used, right? So I don't know if they're grabbing it wrong. So then, in that case, if they're grabbing the number wrong, then I'd, I'd be Earth worried. Earth nine might be wrong. Earth nine might be wrong. As yeah, well. I just re- I just did not remember to to catch what what Earth that was that the Titans were on, but. The thing was is that uh, Titans did. There was rumors that the Titans were going to show up in a 
cameo of some sorts or a tie-in of some sorts. So there is uh, this. That This is a cool little... I don't know if this is what it's going to be, if that's all it's going to be, but it's obviously there. It's in the world. Yeah. Um, okay, so then I think that's all we really had for those type of cameos. The rest of it was actually characters that we knew. We had Batwoman. We had uh, Supergirl. We had Superman and Lois on Argo City. Yes. We had... Um, the uh, Flash, the Flash, in, um, Green Green Arrow, Green Arrow, his, his daughter, daughter, Mia, his Mia daughter Mia, yeah. yeah. Uh, then uh, Brainiac, Brainiac, and you got John, right? John and and Kara's sister Alex, and then Lena, Lena, because uh, the show was the Supergirl particular episode of the show of the yes. series of the Crisis of the crossover. There you go. Um, so the show heavily involved a lot of them. Oh, and then we had. Uh, your legends. You had Ray Palmer and you had uh, Sarah Lance, who is a white canary. Um, very, a lot of people in the in the first episode, which I was very surprised about. Yeah, you know, I, well, I guess honestly, I don't know. Maybe just in my mind, I thought it would be more grander. I thought there would have been more, you know. But again, I'm glad that you reined me in. That's right. This is the Supergirl episode, mm-hmm. so there is a lot more because they're featuring the characters who are on that one, right? Exactly. You know, because then even later on, then they pepper in the Monitor and Pariah um, Harbinger. Now that was interesting. Uh, if you don't mind catching me up, so she's already, I'm guessing, then been introduced throughout this season, or not as Harbinger. So Lila? Lila has been on the show since season two. I want to say like. On and off of uh, Supergirl? Uh, no, of Arrow. Sorry. Oh, okay. So she goes way back then because yeah. Arrow is the oldest show out of the right. DC exactly. CW verse. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Lila has been on the show as Diggle's wife. Oh, um, okay. They have a son together, which is John Diggle Jr. Uh, she, technically, they had a daughter together, which was Sarah Diggle, but got retconned into John Diggle Jr. after, a, after Flashpoint. So. Oh. A lot of people were speculating that the reason why Lila was going to start helping out the monitors because the monitor was like, "Hey, I can get you your daughter back," even though she really doesn't. Ha- she doesn't have any memories of having a daughter. Right. Like it's just that, hey, you have a daughter out yeah, there. There's, there's a trade that we can do. Yeah. Uh, but no, last episode of the last few episodes of, of Arrow, uh, she had been helping out the the monitor, working with the monitor, I should say. And uh, in the very last episode of the of Arrow, she before this, she kind of vanishes away in, in a, a beam of light after using a weapon to stop uh, something happened on Leanne Yu. And she comes back and she's like, "I'm no longer Lila. I'm I'm Harbinger now. Like I'm here to I'm here to help. I'm here to show you what you need to do so that we can stop the anime monitor." Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's I mean, what's the significance of Harbinger in the the Crisis on Infinite Earths comic book? So in the Crisis on Infinite Earths comic book, so on our podcast, imagine if uh, I believe I quoted and I said that Harbinger's first appearance was Crisis on Infinite uh, Infinite Earths number one. I was wrong. Um, I believe she actually first appears right alongside the Monitor. Uh, they appeared in issue of New Teen Titans well before, like Crisis happens in '86. I think they appeared in 1981, so they had a good five years spread out. Uh, the Monitor, when he was first shown, he was kind of shown in silhouette, so we didn't see much about him. But the purpose of Harbinger, Lila, because even if I remember correctly, that's her like secret identity name. Her name, she uh, like 
the monitor saves her because it's kind of the same thing. She's she's thrown out into space as a baby, and so he gets her and raises her. Or actually, maybe he finds her on a deserted like island or something like that. But he he raises her and he basically grooms her to be like, "You're gonna be my 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 heir." Like everything that I do, what I'm here for is what you will eventually take over. Um, at first, the monitor was played up very much like a bad guy. Like he's a weapons dealers to to you know to, to famous villains across the DC universe. Uh, he starts showing up here and there in other books and things like that. And then eventually it turns into gathering people for the coming crisis. Um, and they kind of did the same formula. That I like what they're doing here. You know, obviously they pick characters from different shows. In the comic books case, they pick characters from different Earths. You know, so that's why the Golden Age Superman of Earth 2 was picked. Blue Beetle of Earth 4 at the time. I think that was Earth 4, but Charlton Comics, uh, stuff like that. So they, they picked all these different characters and whatnot. So she eventually becomes like after the... Spoiler for the 1986 comic, yeah. which may or may not influence, but uh, the monitor dies. Uh, actually, Harbinger kills him. Mm. Uh, she gets possessed, like her shadow self. So basically, one of the shadow demons kind of taints her, and so she goes evil for a bit, and she kills him. And then after she kills him, she's like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" And I'm so sorry. And he's like, "No, I I knew this was coming. I knew this would happen this way. But you have to lead them." And she does. She winds up being the general that gathers all the heroes and. You know, like, here's what we got to do. We got to strike this. We got to do that. And, you know, X, Y, Z through the line. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's interesting. They're definitely interesting how things play out in this episode. So yes. in this first episode, we kind of have the idea that everybody has different jobs that they need to do. So you have your two super, your two super uh, characters, Superman and Supergirl. And, uh, you know, they have to deal with uh, the bigger global problems that you know need to be taken care of so that they can uh so that the rest of the team can deal with uh, help was it the towers yeah the towers that yeah, were they'll put have there. to get the the, the 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 quantum towers will have to be used to be protected so at first they're on the defense of making sure to protect them and then eventually they go to the offense of charging them up with solar power mm-hmm. which i found interesting for the, the the heat vision using it that way because it's like hmm, would it necessarily be solar power to work that is true. I mean, we know that the Kryptonians get their powers from the yellow sun, so it is a built-up... Uh, yeah, it's a residue so, build-up, yeah. something like that, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it, it is kind of a converted solar power, but who knows if it would work that way. And something it I found did. interesting, I, I, I don't know if it's been noticed, and I guess it's just probably something that they did, but their heat vision comes out blue. Yes, they they made that a thing in this one um i believe it was in the first season <coughs> and even it might have even been yeah there's the first season that hers has always been blue uh-huh. it was to indicate that hey it's it's hotter than the red oh heat vision. that's so, cool so yeah um but yeah so the we have uh, so that's their charge, protect the tower. And yes. Things like that. Flash, what did he have again? So Flash also, I think, had to go deal with uh, all the earthquakes and natural disasters that were happening around the around the Earth, saving people that way while uh, everybody else was trying to either save the tower or help people. Because, yeah, Jean go off and have to get get the, the ship, eight, seven point something billion people on Earth 38, which Supergirl is on through portals to another uh, another Earth. Earth. But, I mean, I guess that screws everybody else that's not on Earth. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, Argo's already know, gone. I mean, yeah, you know, because how many other alien races? And it sounds like they've all fled their planets to go to Earth anyways. Like, True. Sounds like Supergirl's Earth is very much like, you know, like, okay, this is, there's, they like, they recognize, like, Thangarians and, mm-hmm. and, and Rans and, and, and stuff like that. So it's kind of funny. Um, but you're right. Yeah, the rest of the universe can suck it because <laughs> <laughs> we're only going to do that. And even then, What's interesting is, you know, when you like what they saved like three point something billion people or something like that Mm -hmm. on Earth one. That's an extra three point something billion people showing up. And some of most of them are going to be doppels like it's going to be. Well, that's the hope. I wonder if they will like, you know, like, oh, you know, hey, here's Mitch of Earth 38, 38. And it's like, okay, because. Like they kind of like, it's funny because when you read the actual the, like like the co- the comic book crisis, the original one, you know, like it's funny because like the doppelgangers exist, you know, like Superman and Batman, they're doppelgangers, mm-hmm. you know. But then the Flashes and Green Lanterns, no, you know, they're different people. You right, know, Jay, Jay and Barry, and Barry. So they don't fold into each other, and you know, luckily Golden Age Batman was dead, and Golden Age <laughs> Superman got written off. But it's like the normal everyday day to people. They didn't really talk about that. Like, did, you know, Dave of all five universes, did he merge into become like <laughs> new Dave, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's it's not something they tackled, which I do find funny. Like, oh, I wonder if the, the TV show will give that talk, if they'll touch base on that. I'm just sure like, they, they're going to eh. have to. It's gonna, they're going to have to. It's something's going to have to happen there. So speaking of doppelgangers, so you have uh, Sarah, Brainy, and Lois of Earth 38 go to... Uh, Earth 16 Star City, but in the year 2046. Now, in the first season of Legends of Tomorrow, uh, the legends go to Star City 2046, and that one is a uh, Star City that's overrun by gang violence, and it's 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 mostly destroyed. Uh, no one's seen Green Arrow for a very long time. Uh, the Deathstroke gang has taken over and is is pretty much run run amok, and with that. Um, they get there. They they find Ollie. He's missing his arm, just like in uh the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, so I love the play with that. The archers. You lose an eye or an arm. <laughs> well, it's the important parts of being yeah, an archer. Exactly. <laughs> no ears, not for you. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but then they find John Diggle Jr., who also goes by Connor Hawk, and he's oh, okay. the new Green Green Arrow. Okay, so that's okay. So that I, I, I I've seen pictures of that. So I haven't watched that episode, mm-hmm. but okay. So that makes sense to me now. Okay. So now okay. what's going on in current? Green Arrow, like they've separated Connor Hawk and John Diggle Jr. into two different people. Like oh, okay. John Diggle Jr. is the son of John Diggle, but he has become a Deathstroke. And uh, Connor Connor Hawk. Hawk, who is actually the son of Bronze Tiger, is was raised by John Diggle and 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 Lila, and thinks of him as his father. So uh-huh. it's like the the two of them are brothers, but they're obviously at this point not getting along because one's a Deathstroke and one's a yeah, so one's nature a, versus is nurture yeah that's how they go that but then their future choices okay that's pretty wild so it, it people were really wondering like why did they make these changes well this is this episode of the crisis is now telling you well this is why we changed that because that was actually earth 16 so uh when we get to earth 16 in this episode sarah has to fight the green arrow there but uh he doesn't remember so i'm guessing what you're saying here is that she shows up before her Younger self shows up later, if that makes sense. Okay, so they've gone to that time, but now they're in that time prior to their visit. Exactly. Okay, that's cool. So uh, she has to explain to that Oliver that hey, you're actually a good guy. I my my version of me that's on this earth 
you know, went on that boat by of her own record, you know, her own uh, reconnaissance, and is, it was okay. You know, I forgive you. I it's forgive none you. Of your fault. It's, exactly. If anything, it's a good thing in my life. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he gets that last respite of, um, you know. Well, that peace of mind before Yeah, died. peace of mind, yeah. yeah. Which I'm guessing his earth was going to be consumed right about then. Kind of felt like, I mean, they didn't, they, I, I don't recall them fully specifying. But Brainy but, said we need you know, to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so that was definitely it. Um, oh, and yes, just to confirm, you were right. It is universe or uh, Earth 89. Okay. Yeah. I just watched the clip again. So I was like, oh, oh okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, so when... They're all at the, they all come back to the DEO, or they're all at the DEO originally. Um, Lois had to go, they had, oh, that's the reason they had to go find Jonathan. Jonathan, uh, in the very, so the very start of the fall of Argo, uh, Superman and Lois do the classic thing that the L family does (laughs) launch your loved one into space whenever (laughs) there's a disaster. They better hope they don't have like tornadoes or something, you know. I mean, maybe that was the good thing for the kids, you know, like baby Cal, like, oh my God, there's a tornado. It's okay, son. We endure. We stay and we endure. But yes, they launch, you know, young Jonathan off into space. Uh, luckily, not only does he just go in a direct path, but he goes through the multiverse. Because he goes through he goes a wormhole into, yeah. that not only is a dimensional wormhole, but it's also a, t- a yeah, time, time and warm, dimension. a temporal wormhole. Yeah. So he, that's why he goes into the future. But like, to me, I almost thought that that was the thing that the that the the lowest the Superman and Lois show that they the CW says is going to yeah, happen next plot point. this spring yeah it was going to be the plot point of where is Jonathan now like this is going to be Superman and Lois going through if there was going to be the multiverse after Crisis on Infinite Earths you know trying to find Jonathan and I like that I think that would have been neat because that almost would have carried what they were building to at the end of Lois and Clark the newest adventures of Superman yes. with Dean Cain and Terry Hatcher which by the way happy birthday Terry Hatcher no it there your you birthday. go um so, uh, you know, that, that could have been interesting, like, you know, where they're, they're playing a little bit of, you know, find the baby and things like that. So, yeah, I think that could have been really neat. <laughs> so, uh, but that's not, no, she gets Jonathan back. Now, yes. gotta, you got to wonder why they had this little side adventure. Was it just so that Sarah could talk to, like, did the writers need the Sarah character to talk to the Oliver character and just be like, hey? I felt like that's what it was. It was a character moment because, like, with Barry dying... Like to me, okay, so not Barry, Ollie with Ollie, Earth One Ollie, mm-hmm. if, if we don't mind jumping ahead. Yeah. So Earth One Ollie dies in the in the episode, and I felt like it definitely was respect for Kara and Barry for the three of them to talk because they are the trinity of this universe of the show, and so obviously he says what he needs to say to them, and then he gets a little bit of time with Mia. Um, so I felt like that moment where it's like, well, it would make sense for him to say something to White Canary, Sarah, right? Yeah, Is that Sarah. her, Danny? Sarah Lance? Sarah Lance. Okay, so it makes sense. Like, that's what it felt like that moment was. So that way she could get her peace while watching her Ollie die, but knowing that she had that conversation where it's like, you're a good man no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't damn my life. You may have saved my life. You gave it purpose. You know, so I imagine we're going to see Ollie die several times. <laughs> I just I have that. I feeling. think I feel so that feeling too. Yeah. I think there's going to be a bigger moment 
where you're going to see Mia get a bigger moment with her father. Yes. Because I was looking at that. I was like, I think Barry and Kara would have just moved out of the way and been like, these are your last moments. Really sit down and talk to Mia, you know, instead yeah. of like, okay, the Trinity, the shows have had their moment. So, yeah. So Mia, you know, gets to get her new green arrow suit. Like Oliver had it made to her for her so that she, she's now officially a green arrow. And he's, he's saying, Hey, I know I'm going to die here. Go ahead and take uh take on the mantle after I leave. Now, with that, has that been something like if I was watching the Arrow shows, would I know this? Like, Ollie has known he's going to die. Yes. So okay. since Elseworlds last year, okay. at the very end, if you remember the crossover, he he goes into that space void room with uh, the monitor and he says... Oh, wow. So I guess I just totally forgot you, that. He <laughs> blanked that out. Yeah. So the idea was that uh, Oliver, Barry and Carl were going to die last year. And he's like, no, those two need to survive. They need to survive at all costs. They are the better <laughs> they heroes. They still have contracts. <laughs> uh, you take my life instead. And he's like, all right, well, cool. I'll help you deal with uh, the the book, whatever that book was. I forget what oh, it was called. Oh, yes. They mentioned that. And I thought that was the Book of Destiny, I think. Yeah, they the Book of it. Destiny. Yeah. So you, you take, you, I'll t- deal with that. And you can uh, eventually be. Um, your life you'll 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 forfeit your life for it so he thought that that meant for this too like uh uh what's his name monitor was gonna spare barry and Kara's life for uh the crisis as long as he was gonna die well monitor's like no 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 that was last year's thing (laughs) this year anybody could die it's a completely different type of thing so uh looks like oliver is paid his debt now but even though after his death, quote unquote death, uh, Monitor is like, this wasn't the way that he's supposed to die. That's not what I saw. So he's they're already changing things, which I think was a direct like speech to fans of the comic book, the the graphic novel, the maxi series of right. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, you might think you know what's going to happen, but we're going to change stuff up. Oh no, they definitely. There was another thing in there that mentioned that too. Oh, actually, maybe maybe it was the monitor said that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, or no, Pariah said that. Oh yeah, right? Pariah, Pariah said, said right. that line yeah. where he's like, "It's all different." Yeah, that felt directed like, <laughs> "All right, comic book nerd, <laughs> you can put your back issues away because it doesn't mean anything," you know. And it's like, I mean, that's exciting because you know, it, it's it, for me as a comic book fan coming into this. I'm going to look for the homages. I'm going to look for the name drops and things like that. As a partial TV movie fan, that's cool to also see that eye candy as well. But the story now has me engulfed as well, where it's like, okay, cool. Let's see how this goes. Let's see how this changes, you know, because if we talk about those other people, you know, Infinity Gauntlet is a wild story. Mm-hmm. Infinity War and Endgame is a totally different story. I mean, way, way different business. So it's not bad. Like, it's just cool to get to see these characters do things and, and, and act certain ways that we're used to and just see it in a different medium. So when you come down to uh, Pariah. Yes. Now, uh, he has been, or the Nash Wells character has been in this season of Flash, and uh, he the whole his whole purpose was I'm here to kill the Monitor. The Monitor is a bad person. Okay, he's tracked down what he believes is the home of the Monitor to underneath Central City, and he does all he he does all of his science things so that he gets to a wall where it has a bunch of symbols, and that symbols 
it it was the the capper at the end of every episode of the CW show or the DC CW shows this past week before this mm-hmm. at the very end the after credit scene so to speak oh. was him showing up at this wall seeing all these symbols and then a voice in his head saying hey you know you've made it here go ahead and let me out and I will I will show you the right way kind of thing I'm paraphrasing and I'm totally right. getting it wrong so he opens up the 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 wall or whatever he pushes the symbols and that now this is the first time we see him now he's wearing the pariah outfit the green yeah, with the, the cape and the stuff color. and the, what he says is that I was mistaken I thought I was coming after the monitor but in actuality I let the anti monitor out so the an- that was obviously a prison for the anti monitor that right. he was there and he let that one in or he opened up a gateway the doorway between the two universes kind of thing mm-hmm. so he let the anti monitor in so that's interesting Yes, and that you know that's that's really cool because it actually fits in very nicely with the comic book character. So Pariah is just he's his own man. I don't I don't know his uh his name. I forget his like secret identity. Mm-hmm. But Pariah did the same thing. So it all goes back to Green Lantern issue forty back in nineteen like sixty something. Wow. Um. So yes, and this that's is way like, before crisis. Oh God, yes. This is this is the seeds that plant stuff. And so in that issue of Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, a new scrappy young kid, uh, he winds up meeting his predecessor, Alan Scott, the Golden Age Earth Two Green Lantern. And so they recount their story. And so basically, what's going on is. We learn a little bit more about the origin of the green, uh, the guardians of the universe, and with that, we also learn about Corona. So, Corona is the evil guardian, but it's not that he's a guardian, he's just of their race, he's an evil Owen. So, the thought process is in DC comic lore, there's this big, spectacular image of a giant hand holding the universes in the center of it, or even bigger than a universe, a multiverse, and stuff like that. And so the question is, well, if there's a hand, then who does the hand belong to? And so as they look around all the time, if you peer back in time and you get to the hand, that's kind of like the warning signal. Stop it. But of course, you know, no, I want to go further. Where does the hand attach to? And so by Corona doing that, that's what unleashed antimatter. And so by unleashing that antimatter... It, you know, it, it ruined everything. It killed the, the multiverse by like almost like a million years or something. So it's like, oh, wow. So that was like the first time it happens. Boom. So now positive matter and antimatter are out there. So both the anti-monitor and the monitor now will exist and grow. And then throughout their time, the monitor actually did manage to, you know, put the, the anti-monitor in like a jail of some kind. Um, when Pariah did it, he did the exact same thing. He did the exact same experiment, which awoken the anti-monitor and set him free so now the anti-monitor is there and it's his purpose kind of like thanos was like i'm going to eliminate half the universe well the anti-monitor is like why just half why not all <laughs> let's kill all of them <laughs> yeah so that's what he's going to do he's on his way to just destroy everything um i really love the homages i love the red skies i think that's great i love the shadow demons um it was interesting because i remember looking at him like i saw a commercial and i looked at him and at first i thought they looked like superman 
Like they look like shadow versions of Superman flying. Cause it almost looked like they had capes. Mm-hmm. But tonight when I was watching the episode, they almost looked like more like little like wraths, ghosts, yeah. wraiths, you know? And so they had like the little skirt effect. Mm-hmm. Um, that was interesting because in the comic, they basically just look like a shadow, like just a normal standing man shadow and all that stuff. So I find their new look kind of interesting. Like I'm, I'm curious why the change, you know, if there's any significance or if it's just a design thing. It's probably just a design yeah, thing. And, and, I'm ass- and I'm assuming that these are the shadow demons or the shadows of the worlds that have already been destroyed and that's how he gets his army um that'd be cool uh more or less just the, the original way they were they were just like you know antimatter. that's all they were were just these things just so, anti-matter okay yeah because you didn't even want them touching you like if right. they touch you you dissipate so that's how you saw a lot of people die like now did it now could it touch you anywhere or did it like have to be contact to skin because we saw in the episode they are kicking yeah. and punching well, and, and doing that's all what kinds just of gonna go stuff. into yeah no it touches you anyway because like like dove like we were talking about on our oh, right. if uh, the original dove dawn was trying to get people out of the way and one of those demons just kind of came from behind and like wrapped around him and uh, you know he dissipates into nothingness not even death you are just gone and so, yeah, so that's why I was kind of laughing at that, where it's like, that's cool. And you throw your little arrows and batarangs uh, that shouldn't really be able to do anything, <laughs> you know, because that's why it was. It was like characters like like in the comic, you had Obsidian, the son of Alan Scott. So he also has shower power, shadow powers, so he could manipulate some of them. Uh, Dr. Light, you know, she, like the female Dr. Light, Chemo, she was creating light to, you know, bust through their barrier. Superman would use heat vision to bust through those guys, stuff like that. So they definitely would have like a lot of energy power you know some of the other people were just like dude do your gymnastics to get out of the way <laughs> yeah that's what we had in this was we had uh we had superman and super supergirl using their heat vision to to dissipate them we said we saw um ray using you know his repulsor blast so to speak i mean it's, yes. it's essentially what it is uh but then you had the green arrows shooting arrows at it. You had Batwoman <laughs> throwing batarangs at it. And then you had like the flash come in and just punch things yeah. real quick. So that was enough to take out those shadow demons as they were trying to protect the solar tower or the quantum tower. I should say, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely a, a different vibe to that. Um, but that's when it, it's Ollie holding off at the very end. It's Ollie holding off uh, as many shadow demons as he can after he puts an arrow into uh, the monitor's armor to stop yeah. him from zapping him to Earth One. Yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously it's a temporary stop, but uh, it actually for a second there, it, it kind of caught me off guard to what actually happened there. I didn't. It did look weird. Like it almost looked like he shot shot him, but then it was like, okay, I guess this is like a taser arrow. Yeah. Because oh, then he just okay. kind of falls down. He's looking at him like, blah, 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 you know. So I was like, okay, that's what it just must have been like some kind of force field slash taser arrow to be like no you'll let me save these people i don't care <laughs> so yeah the last few seconds that he had of of that he he's the monitor says he saved an extra 1.7 billion people or something like yeah. that um with all that i mean ollie doesn't dissipate but he he's beaten to death so to speak yeah it almost looks like as and that's the that's the end of the episode. It's the death of Oliver Queen. That is crazy. For part one of Crisis, <laughs> you killed off your oldest CWDC hero. Wow. So we know that he is going to be around 
at least the actor's going to be around for the... Because hey, I imagine Arrow's last, not done. Like, they haven't shot their last episode. They right? have shot their last episode. Okay, I apologize. They, haven't, they haven't aired, aired it. No, they haven't okay. aired the last episode. So, yeah, we have... You and your behind-the-scenes <laughs> speak. <laughs> after the crisis comes back in January, we have I think we have two more episodes of Green Arrow before the show's done. Okay, so once crisis ends, they'll still have two more episodes. Right. So I could easily see them doing, like, a wrap-up and then, like, a funeral for a friend. Yeah, there's definitely going to be... It has to be funeral for a friend. I mean... That would make sense, right? You'd hope so, because I mean, like it, it's going to be retrospective. It's going to do everything, because I mean, that is the hardest thing. I've been using this phrase like crazy, but sticking the landing, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I, I remember when I was big into TV, there were they felt like there was a year. Like it kind of, I think it started with like Lost when all the shows were ending, and it's like you got to stick that landing. You know, it's got to be good. We've devoted countless hours, years, and everything to this show. And then it's like, oh, he just goes and he, he becomes a logger and that's his fate. <laughs> well, I think with the, the funny thing also, <laughs> the funny thing also is that in this very episode, we saw a second Ollie. So yes. I think you're right. We're going to yeah, see multiple. The president is going to be set there. Yeah. yeah. We're going to see multiple Ollies throughout the rest of the crisis. And who knows, you know, we could get. I mean, technically, I guess the 2046 version is Old Man Ollie. So yeah. <laughs> we could get a, a bunch of different versions of Green I Arrow. think it'd be neat if they have one where he didn't go to the island. I could like they that. just find like businessman Ollie and yeah. they're like, dude, he's a douche. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you, do you remember in the Flashpoint, like during the Flashpoint? In the that, comic that, book or that, in yeah. the show? No, in the comic in book. In the comic book, okay. So that version of Ollie was uh, one that didn't, he didn't do that. Like he was, his business all over queen, queen industries cons- or queen like industries that. or queen consolidated uh all they did was they cleaned up uh, after superhero uh fights right and the thing was is that he just grabbed a whole bunch of the uh the tools he was the vulture <laughs> the yeah, MCU, MCU yeah vulture. exactly yeah. he just grabbed a bunch of the equipment that had been left behind he's like all right i'll put this together and this together and uh i'll shoot this bow this is a bow thing now and that's all he did <laughs> like it's it, it was a weird version of Oliver queen yeah yeah no so problem. uh okay biggest changes from the comic book at this point green arrow Okay. Uh, truth be told, in the original Crisis, Green Arrow was just a character that you'd see him in the page helping out, you know, helping people out of a building as it was being dissipated. Um, now he actually has a purpose. Uh, he changes the fact that it's not Kara and Barry who make the ultimate sacrifice. Kara essentially breaks down the anti-monitor, shows him that he can be defeated, destroys his first form, so to speak. Ollie, or sorry, not Ollie, Barry stops the anti-monitor from being able to use the Flash's power to vibrate to different multiverses, uh, which is kind of a bummer. I wish they would have kept that in the TV shows, that it was vibrational, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and so so he stops the anti-monitor from having Barry as, like, a transporter, and then he also takes out the anti-monitor cannon, which, like, could fire from its anti-monitor position and just kill another Earth in a different plane. So they will obviously not suffer those fates. Uh, will they do those same feats? I don't know. I hope so because those were cool looking pages. I'm sure there's going to be some yeah. versions of that. Yeah, like they'll probably do that and be successful and that's where Old Man Ollie bites the dust and then two years prior Old Man Ollie <laughs> bites, you know, that's what they'll do. They'll just, it'll be a running theme where it's like, you know, Ollie will just appear somehow and sacrifice, you know. Um, but yeah, that's huge. So to me, it's like, okay, Ollie has a purpose. Uh, Barry and Kara have been spared so far. Uh, the Anti-Monitor and Pariah and uh, Harbinger, they definitely acted the way they were in the comics. It's interesting though that they're tied to characters in their in their shows. Mm-hmm. I think that's neat, but I still love the callback to it. Um, 
I love the mysteriousness of the anti or sorry of the monitor. I think that's great because he was like you're just like who the hell is this guy? What is he doing? You know. Well, I think it's it's interesting that they kept it in the show is that he, every hero thinks that the monitor is a bad guy. Like he, well, as they should because it's the same thing in the comics. Yeah, it was like this guy is a jerk. What's his problem? And it's like no, he's gonna be on your side. Like it's the greater good, but it's just that I'm gonna play it so close to the vest that you won't know. Yeah, you know? that's true. Uh, is, was there a, well, I mean, obviously there was a Batman, but like how pivotal was pivotal? How, uh, important was Batman in the original crisis? So, uh, kind of the same thing because he doesn't have that superpower set. You're talking about a man dealing with forces of reality, you mm-hmm. know, not even nature. Um, so he can only do so much, but in issue two of crisis, he's fighting the Joker. And that's the first time we see Barry with the whole, like vibrating in front of you and being like, worlds will live worlds will die save save iris you know save save me i'm dying and then fading away so you know batman essentially is like okay something's happening go to superman and tell superman something is happening so you know batman is essentially the whistleblower in the scenario um it looks like i mean we didn't see any batman per se i mean there's hints of it but we haven't seen you know the big one kingdom come batman yet (laughs) okay so uh then what are your expectations going into the next a few few episodes i mean we get two more episodes in the next two days yeah, and then, then we, we gotta wait get, yeah then we're gonna have to wait a month to get the conclusion. so thankfully they only gave us a month as opposed to marvel making it be a year <laughs> <laughs> um i guess honestly like so the question like i guess what's interesting is and this would be interesting to you know if you ever get to interview greg berlanti was there a directive when you're going into this or is it just to tell story? Because the original crisis, there was a directive. It was like, okay, DC comics is turning 50 years old. Give it a big story. Give it something. And they took an infinite amount of worlds and turned it into one timeline. And I thought that was fantastic. Um, I much prefer it that way. I really do. Like my favorite DC universe is the post crisis DC universe that existed all the way up till pre flashpoint and is somewhat remnant now in rebirth. So that's my favorite era of it. Um, I definitely see it in the shows. I mean, Superman and Lois are together. They have baby Jonathan. So that made me think almost like, Oh, maybe, maybe I should be looking at my convergence back issues to see if there's something in there. Um, I don't know what Batwoman will provide, so that'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be wild to see when Kingdom Come Superman is there because how will the Atom then act in the show? Because it's the same actor. Um, so I guess I'm just I'm excited to see how are they going to incorporate Kingdom Come. And what is their desired outcome for this? Like, is it to say, okay, Supergirl, like, again, let's go back to the doppelgangers. Those other billions of people that didn't live they will live on in earth DC, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like there's one cohesive world where everything goes. Cause it really makes sense. I remember years ago uh, when Marvel, you know, when the TV show started rolling out and, you know, I I think it was either Jeff Loeb or Kevin Feige. And they said, it's all connected. It's all the same world. And it was like, that's cool. And then DC was like, Nope, it's not, you know, but then Jeff John said, yeah, it's because we're a multiverse. It all happened. Christopher Reeve, Dean Kane, Tyler. How do I say his name? Hawkland. Hawkland. It all is there. And it's like, okay, that's bigger because love it or hate it. Adam West counts as we saw tonight, you know? Um, 
So I think that makes it bigger. So I will be interesting to see, like, okay, are they going to get rid of the idea of a multiverse? And right now, fans are loving it. I mean, Spider-Verse is out there. Uh, Doctor Strange and the mystery of the multiverse will be coming. So these are no longer things that people were afraid of that they thought in the 80s. Because, you know, Marv Wolfman, he went in with that mission. He said, look... You know, kids, they, they got to have a binder with them to read a comic book. And nowadays we do have a binder with us. It's our cell phone. You can pull up <laughs> Wikipedia. You can put in a character and you'll get all the different alterations of but it. But see, I, you know, and, and you know what? I, I, I agree with you. Spider-Verse is amazing. So the idea of having the multiverse in the DC universe is also great. But if I'm watching uh, Arrow and Batwoman and then Supergirl, I want all those to be happening on the same world for yes. me. Like I want the be the mid to be able to do that, and then still have a, an adventure on Earth Four or Earth Eight or Earth Twelve. You know, right? It uh, to me it just that that that's that's just the better story tell. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like I think I, I, to me, I feel like maybe the directive will be we're gonna make the Berlantiverse cohesive, and even then the Berlantiverse stops because your DC our HBO max properties mm-hmm. will probably not be playing ball. Well, that, you know? that, that green air, that green lantern show is supposed to also be Greg Berlanti. So, well, it's Greg Berlanti. Um, so on Twitter, there's like an HBO max unofficial account. And yesterday being a Saturday, they reported that, yeah, it's going to be together. And then today, sorry, it's not. We, we misquoted because they're unofficial. So, I mean, today there's like a comic con going somewhere internationally, Brazil. Brazil, the Brazil so, one's huge. Yeah. Apparently. Like, well, that's why we, got wonder woman 84 yeah. uh, trailer so i am I, you know I, I could see them just saying look the cd the cw verse will be its own thing just because again at what we said yeah. at the beginning of this rights property and distribution it's like okay fine let's leave it there we'll let it play out and then that way when those stories are done it's done you know because i can see like i mean that's kind of the reason why supergirl is a different universe because yeah. it's first season on was on no cbs oh, cbs okay yeah yeah, and so and I could see them finally saying, "Okay, let's rectify that. Let's bring her into our world." Um, and then they could make a timeline, but I still could see them doing adventures and you know yeah. craziness. And mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think it'll just clean up what's going on with the Berlantiverse. You know, maybe it'll explain things like that. How you're talking about, you know, um, oh my God, just his name, um, Diggle Junior is Destro Bronze Tiger. Oh yeah. Uh, Connor, Connor Hawk, Hawk you yeah. know, so like maybe they'll go through and like, okay, let's change and let's clean up clean some, up some stuff. stuff. Yeah. You know? So that'll be that. Um, so one thing I did find interesting was because the earth that Supergirl is on is earth 38. And we talked about <laughs> this uh, in imagine if before that earth 38 is the generations earth, the earth where you saw the yes. Superman and Batman grow older. They have kids, their kids have kids, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, in that universe is also the universe where Lois and Clark have a son named Joel. They named their son their son after uh, yeah, because it's Jor-El Jor El. Yeah. yeah, so they take they name him Joel. He goes he goes off to Vietnam. He does not first, come back well. First, he, he, he well he loses, loses his superpowers powers, yes. because they needed to have him lose his superpowers or something like that. Well, Luther kryptonite. Luther tricked him with gold oh, kryptonite. That's right. Yeah. So then he goes off to Vietnam. This is a in that that Earth. This is a Lois and Clark pre crisis. So why did they decide to name the the kid Jonathan instead of Joel? I think it, it ties in with the comic books way Just better. Because something I was thinking about when I was watching this episode, I was like, man, like where is the Green Arrow comic book right now? No offense to the creative behind it, but no one cares. <laughs> like it's not. 
you know, it's not it's it's not pivotal. Um, well, the flash to, is actually pivotal. You know, yeah. I was looking uh, next week. I think you've got like three flash related books. So Barry's doing it. Um, well, but the funny thing Supergirl, is that Barry or Barry, the, the flash TV show is even though it came out three years after I want to say three years after the green arrow maybe right. two years uh or after the arrow show started it it was more popular the ratings were always higher oh, yeah. um and i think that's the thing is that the the uh the oliver queen you see on arrow is definitely different from the oliver queen that you oh, get in the comic totally yeah. yeah like i could i could see i mean i like green arrow but i could see respecting tv ollie more than comic book ollie, <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> no, no it makes sense and and I, I since the beginning of green arrow or since the beginning of arrow the tv show i've always said this is it's not really oliver queen this is batman light like yeah exactly <laughs> no you're right it is he's a he's a version of bruce wayne um so expect we've gone through the what what's been changed your expectations how are you feeling after the first episode i'm still hyped Honestly, like I, I have been genuinely excited about this. Um, like, you know, I, I check my comic book websites. I look at the stuff we put out, uh, everything that goes out there, Twitter, everything. And, and, you know, most of the time, like, oh, it's something with the TV stuff. Well, I don't really care. No, not just, it's just <laughs> no, not my bag. And now it's like, okay, anything that comes out, I've watched it. I've watched every trailer like several times, you know, I, I, I you know, I'm enjoying it. I'm hyped. I'm, I'm genuinely excited. Like this is, this is such a cool event. And I love tonight that I just learned that each episode is an hour long. So it's like, oh my God, this is going to be like an over five hour event. This is insane. This is beautiful. It's, so I mean, it's very much insane. I, I, I love the fact that I'm alive in an era where so many things in my comic book pages are now going to my TV screen. So I love that when I go on vacation, if I want to, I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go and watch uh, infinity war and end game back to back. And there's a good five and a half hours. And then the next day, hopefully somehow I'll be able to put these five episodes on and watch the crisis on infinite earth. I think that's going to be great. So I am, I am still hyped and I'm enjoying it. A question I have for you. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite moment in tonight's episode? Like what was something that you just like fanboyed out for? Ooh, uh, geez. I fanboyed out in this, in this particular episode. I don't know if I had a, a, a real fanboy, moment yet i would say when you saw brainy and lois and uh um uh, sarah go to earth what do we say it was oh my gosh 36 yeah. something, something like, like that, that. Yeah, to the, to the year 30, 2046 yeah 2046 yeah. uh like just seeing that world again because i really dug that episode of legends so uh-huh. uh, just seeing that again and the fact that they're like hey we're gonna we're going to explain to you why that was a thing. And this is a, di- this is different now. So yeah. what about you? What did you have? Honestly, a- it's going to sound cheesy, but I liked seeing Lois and Clark with baby Jonathan. Yeah. That was like, it was a even nice though move. he didn't have powers and everything, it just, that was so cool. Like I was like, okay, cause I don't know anything about that Superman mm-hmm. and seeing him that way. I was like, okay, like I might try to make time to watch the Lois and Clark show. That'll come out of this. Like, they're, they might get a fan. <laughs> like they, I might go into TV again. Like this is exciting, and it's not that I'm doing some like oh I brought I, I'm against television. Just, I'm too busy. You yeah, know, just I just don't I'm, have the time. I'm, you know, I'm here, there, and everywhere, and I, I plan horribly. Even though I live in a world with a Google Calendar, I still don't know how to do that. <laughs> but, so we yeah. uh, we also have 
John Cryer going to be coming up eventually as uh, Lex Luthor in the in the crossover? I will say, you know, it blew my mind. Like when they were doing the little bits, and like that was cool. I didn't know he had a Luthor power suit. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like I thought that was really cool to see that. Uh, and again, that's much respect because he was. Oh, I forget. He was like Luther's cousin in Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. So that's cool to see him return. Um, I hope to see Dean Kane. I, I hope to see him in this crossover. That would be cool. I mean, he's got precedent in the CW. He yeah. was already. He's already he's a character of the CW. Yeah, he's yeah. Alex. Alex is a father. Um, what did you think of? Uh, I know that you saw Batwoman in Elseworlds last year, but what did you think of her in this crossover? Like, how did you feel about Ruby Rose as, as Kate Kane and her taking off her mask so quickly? So I thought that was okay. I just she didn't feel essential. Like it's it's she didn't really provide anything to it. Uh, granted, this is not her show's episode. Her episode is tomorrow. Um, you know, I mean, I thought it was cool where it was like okay. Um, it to me it felt like, and again, maybe this is just my my lack of things, but. So when we go back to the beginning of the show, you see Knox reading the newspaper, and that's talking Batman 89 stuff. And then you see the bat signal, and it looked like it was her bat signal. Like, her bat is different than... It, it definitely you is know? different, yeah. And so it felt like that was her bat signal. So at first, like, just with the, the tinting of the, the shot and the frame, I was like, huh, I wonder if maybe they're saying that she is... But she's on the main Earth-1. Right. So, it, 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 yeah, I guess that's just me drawing at straws, but... I just I didn't feel anything, and even then, it's like, well, I mean, I know Kate, Kathy, Kate, Kate, Kate is supposed to be different than Bruce, but I don't think she would have taken her mask off that quickly. Like, just because Supergirl says like I trust these people with my life and everything, I get that that does mean a lot, but bats don't play well. Bats Robins do, but yeah. bats don't. And you know, I would even say that this Kate that's on the TV show is different than the Kate that you have in the comic book. Like the Kate in the oh, comic I book could doesn't totally trust anybody even more so than Batman. Like yeah. like she is very much a, a loner and this one she she trusts more. Yeah. So No, I could definitely I I see that. So I just I don't know, like there wasn't enough to see to win me over to her character. I mean, I I have you know, it was just like okay, she's there. You know, and, and it's just like I said, it wasn't her episode, you know, so I, I thought the, the interactions were fun, though, between her and the Atom. I thought that was cool. Um, so maybe that'll lead to something later. Like, OK, maybe she's going to get some new technology out of this deal. So that could be cool. That'd but, be cool. Yeah, nothing much. Um, one of the one thing I really want to talk about is what do you think of the choreography, the fight choreography in this episode? Like, that's a big thing about the one, the crossovers and two arrow in general. You know, I much respect to the stunt actors um, because they do like I, I mean, I do laugh because I mean, not that I'm some, you know, like in my younger days, I used to jump across roofs. No, but, you know, it, like I would laugh because there's a lot of leading and with flips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if I would buy that in tactical fighting. Oh, no, but it looks great. But to flourish. It, it does, you know, in the sh- in the shot in the shots and the scenes. So, I mean, much respect to them. They do it a great job. The fighting scenes look good. Uh, it didn't look like it was hokey TV stuff, which is great because, again, I'm sure those actors were fighting thin air and it's like, okay, we're going to put these space ghosts in later. So, I mean, they did a great job of making that come to reality. So yeah, it looked good. Like I remember watching at the start, you know, with Kate, when she, um, she bashes the one guy's head into the car window and then the one she like, 
shoots him and and I don't know I don't think she that was the one she saw but like she kicked him and the guy flipped and hit the truck the trunk or the hood of the car and yep. fell and I was like okay that looked good that looked like it could have hurt you know like I actually thought in my head like oh I, I hope that was planned you know? <laughs> so that's great to be able to break the, you know break my concentration for fear of that so I thought they did a great job and would you think of like like uh, the idea that you were talking about these things, these people, these stunt actors are fighting nothing. Like yeah. they're, <laughs> they're literally in a room, just karate chopping at the air. Yeah. Well, you also have, uh, you know, the, the, the stunt, the stunt people or the actors who are shooting arrows are not actually shooting arrows. Like those are digitally added in. So they're pulling back on a bow aiming at nothing and letting go of nothing like yeah because now that makes me wonder is there even a string on it yeah you know, I, like, you know I don't know because to me I would say then they probably shouldn't put a string you know like maybe it would be good just because that could help them with their flexing of their muscles the flexing of the muscle you and know, the, the, the the twong yeah, the, true. The top, so they probably the top did the bow. that blew my mind you told me that when we were in, and I was like wow like I next time I watch because now I want to know like how do like how do they know how to grab you know like what if they grab a chunky arrow you know or <laughs> they grabbed too small and, yeah you know but I mean that's that's wow I mean like again good job to the animators then to go back frame by frame and touch all that stuff up that's amazing um I, I I figure that's crazy expensive, but wow, yeah. you know, major props to everybody involved, actor and stunt actor, actresses and everyone, you know, like that's, it's just one more element that they've got to go through to make the reality for us. <laughs> so day two is uh, Batwoman and Black Lightning. Now you saw, I don't know if you caught it, but they had a, the pr- promo for the Black Lightning yes. episode that's tomorrow. Uh, it looks like you're going to have an, you're going to have an, uh, a portion of the portion of the episode where Lightning, the daughter of Black Lightning, is going to be facing off against two other versions of herself at one point, and then one of those versions is going to go up against her father. Like I think that is all very interesting. Like, and you should know Black Lightning's the show Black Lightning is on a different Earth as than yes than the Batwoman and Supergirl. Yeah. So um, I do find it interesting because, like, I mean, it, it's kind of cool. Like again, like. Black Lightning's two daughters, they fall out because of Kingdom Come. Yeah. Uh, Black Lightning didn't have any family, and then they were great characters in Kingdom, uh, Come. Kingdom Come. So obviously JSA was like, hey, we got some legacy here. Let's play with them. Well, uh, what's his name? Um, Jeff Johns? J- Judd Winnick brought in oh. Thunder into The Outsiders. Yes. First. That's right. Yeah. So like they've been in the comics and precedent, and there's been a little bit of animosity towards dad. Yeah. Not to the point of where, like, I'm the bad guy. Yeah. But, you know, so, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see the family drama. Uh, I'm excited to see the actor who plays it because, like, I love in one of the promos, so it's not a spoiler because, you know, if, if I don't watch TV and I saw this, that's saying something for you. But... um I thought it was wild. Like when there's a scene where he's talking with bear and he's like, you want me to help you? And you just told me my planet died. Like that didn't feel hokey. Like that was like, wow, that actor is pulling from inside. Like he is, he's selling it, you know, because like there were some parts, you know, like I, I kind of was really hoping to see like Jean or, or Lois or Clark or, or Kara uh, fall to their knees. I mean, their earth just died. Argo just died. Yeah. And, I mean, they had weepy moments, but like, dude, this is crisis, you know? <laughs> so Black Lightning sold it to me. So I'm very excited to see what they bring to the table tomorrow. Okay. All right. 
Uh, there it is, guys. That, that's our hour of talking about the Crisis on Infinite Earths, day one, night one, however you want to say it. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have some uh, interesting questions and interesting thoughts and interesting theories uh, based off of tonight. So if you want to talk to me, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at MitchPediaGEM. You can also find Chris on Twitter at... Yes, I'm on Twitter as stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D. So yeah, bring me your questions, your comments, and your theories about Crisis because... I'm excited too. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of uh, Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter and at Geek Elite Media on Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Now, if uh, there's uh, two more nights of this, you should expect us here both of those nights. Can't speak for the, the after the crisis. <laughs> our world might be consumed. Who knows? Uh, well, we've got a great set of heroes here to protect the uh, geek elite verse so we're gonna be okay <laughs> but yeah thank you for listening to us not kevin smith not <laughs> but uh no this is exciting so we would love to share this event with you so please come at us <laughs> all right so uh until tomorrow then same bat time same bat channel <laughs> uh this has been this is geek elite media saying always remember to geek, geek out, out. This concludes our broadcast. 